Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. Joining us now is Josh Clausen, former ice tournament angler and member of Fish Addictions TV. Josh, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me on, Chris. These are always a good time. Um, you know I love talking fishing. Yeah, you've been up to doing some fishing here recently. Tell us about kind of what you've been up to here just uh, just lately. Yeah, absolutely. So where I'm located in southwestern Wisconsin, um, it's right outside the Driftless region. So I do a lot of fly fishing down here, mainly for stream trout. Um, <clears throat> also, I, I realistically chase about anything that swims with a fly rod, open water. But me and the family recently did a Boundary Waters trip, which was a lot of fun. We spent five days out, up in the woods getting as far away from <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's good to escape, get out there and do some different things and get away from the phones and the TVs and everything else. So that's good stuff. We wanted to have you on today to talk about reels for ice fishing. And uh, I know that even though it's, it's still late June, Mm-hmm. We know it. It's going to be September and October and everything else. It's going to stay oh, yeah. on us. And people are already. I'm hearing from some bait shops right now. People, people are already coming in and thinking about augers and these types of things. Um, if they're looking for new reels right now, what should they be thinking about? What are the kind of the factors they should be thinking about when they're thinking about buying something? Well, it really depends on your your quarry or your target species that you're going after. I mean, there's there's a handful of different options when you're thinking reels just for ice fishing. We've got your traditional spinning reels and even dating back further than that, the um, schoolie style reels, like the round plastic reels that have really no drag system. They just have a tension spring on them. They're uh, completely one-to-one ratio. Um, you see guys using fly reels out there um, that have a better drag system on them than those schoolie reels. They're extremely lightweight. Um, we've got uh, various varieties of inline reels that are either multipliers, um, have a gear ratio, or they're one-to-one, very similar to a fly reel. Um, and then getting into bait casters, if you're getting real heavy-duty, heavy and actually um, 13 came out with a new one we got a prototype at last winter chasing lake trout. It's a heavy duty free fall. So it's that, that in line where you pull the trigger and the line just free spools down. Um, so a lot of options out there. So it really depends on a, what your preference is. Um, one reel, it's not a one size fits all scenario. I mean, you've got, if you're fishing ultralight stuff for pan fish and shallow water, um, like tournament fishing in the past, you look at any tournament anglers, setup well i wouldn't say any but most of the hardcore guys they're fishing schoolie reels they're simple nothing breaks on them they don't fail on you you can throw them in a bucket of slush and let them freeze and hit them on a bucket and they're you're back in the game um they're inexpensive they're like 10 bucks Uh, actually they're probably eight bucks but not a lot of guys like them because they don't actually free spool a line out. You have to literally pull the line out the end of the rod and i do have a bunch of reels laid out here i don't know if you want me to show them on camera yeah, definitely do that. Let's see what you got. So yeah, what I'm talking about, schoolie reels are these little guys. It's it's a plastic nylon reel and there's a tension spring on here and that's it. So when you want to let line out, you have to physically pull it out the end of the rod um, to get it down. But it's the original one-to-one um, gear ratio inline reel. You're going to get zero line twist with this. It's incredibly light. You're not going to find a multiplier reel that is lighter weight than this. So if you're 
on a really finicky panfish bite, um, especially in shallow water, this is my go-to is a schoolie reel. Um, and there's another one that came out a couple of years ago that is a little bit bigger diameter. So you pick up more line with each crank, similar concept, not as good of a drag system on this one. It's just a nylon um, nut on there and it's just, it's just tension, but the other, the schoolie has a drag system um, and getting into something more traditional. We've got, you know, like the 13 fishing original black Betty. When this reel first came out, it didn't have this fender on the back. So it was a pain to pistol grip, but they put that on there. So you can hold this much like you would an ice or not an ice rod, but a spinning reel, but it gives you that one-to-one -one zero twist in your line. Again, a great option for a shallow water panfish. As you're getting into um, your traditional spinning reels, now we're exploring options for deeper water, but with spinning reels, you have more moving parts. And if you're fishing outside in the elements, sometimes less moving parts is gonna be more beneficial to you. Uh, especially if you're dealing with things getting wet and freeze up. There's a few times fishing tournaments where we had some spinning reels um, and it was extremely foggy when we were running out, but it was, it was a weird day. There, there was fog out, um, but it was below freezing, which is kind of strange, but everything collected moisture as we were driving and froze up. So we had to revert back to our schoolie reels that, which, you know, will work any way, shape or form. Um, but yeah, and I mean, as spinning reels go, there's, you just your traditional ultralight style spinning reel. These work great. One thing I would recommend doing um, if you are going to be fishing outside is get some different lubricant and open it up and put um, a, a low temperature lubricant inside the reel to keep things from seizing up or at least that grease from gelatinizing and really slowing things down on you. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a tried and true option. They've been out for many years. I've still certain scenarios I prefer fishing spinning reels walleyes hands down I'll fish a spinning reel on walleyes all day long deep water crappies um I do like these the uh, the new uh inline reels that free spool um are another really good option for that something like the 13 fishing free fall is another great you know, a reel for that, you pull the trigger on and the line comes out free, you get zero line twist. One thing I, I'm not a huge fan about this reel is if it's, if it gets wet and you set it in the snow, you're back to pulling the line out at the end of the rod. It's an awesome option for inside the shack, doing ultralight stuff or medium light tackle for walleyes. Uh, but getting back to the original spinning reel, again, tried and true. Um, you are going to eventually get line twist with a spinning reel though. And as anyone knows, line twist is no good because it causes your lure to sit in spiral when you're not jigging it. If you're actively jigging, it's putting um, friction on your lure and keeping it from spinning, which makes a huge difference. So, I mean, that's just a handful of the different reels that are out there. And I do have this other one that's um, that heavy duty free fall. The other option, if you're doing big pike and lake trout is to actually kind of what you would do in the open water game is switch over to a bait casting reel. You've got a lot more torque and a lot heavier drag that you can um, really stop those big fighting fish that run on long runs and are a lot more aggressive and generally larger in size. Yeah, a lot of people are starting to go to the end lines, but I still mm -hmm. see online people saying, why should I go to inlines? What, mm -hmm. what are the benefits? So talk about that for us. If you can. Yeah. So, I mean, the main benefit with an inline reel is zero line twist. As you look at a spinning reel, the line coming on the reel is it's, it's changing direction as it comes 
down and then it's got to wrap around. It's doing a 90 degree angle and then wrapping around a spool. So as you reel, think about when you wrap a garden hose or an extension cord up around your arm. You wrap it all up around your arm and then if you try to pull it straight out, you get a bunch of coils in it. Same concept, especially um, when you're running monofilament line or fluorocarbon. Uh, any fluorocarbon technically is a monofilament, but nylon or fluorocarbon monofilament, and there's some copolymers out there as well, that those aren't as forgiving because it is one single strand of essentially a, a engineered plastic. And you'll get a coiling effect. The heavier the line is, the more adamant that coiling effect is. If you're using heavier line and a lighter lure, you're really going to notice that. Um, what I generally do, like we're talking a, a walleye setup, because I fish spinning reels for walleyes almost across the board, again, deep water crappies too, is I'll run a braided line. Um, and there's various types of braids on the market as well. You want something that's not going to absorb water first and foremost. So, and then you also <clears throat> um, like the fused lines that are out there, essentially a fused braided line is a braided line that's, it's gone through a heat treatment. So it's kind of melted together. There's less air pockets in that braided line to collect water and soak water up like a sponge. If you're outside fishing and it's below freezing, that can be really a large disadvantage because you're, you're essentially, I always use the term making candles when you're jigging because it's absorbing the water and then you're making this little ice crystal and then you're dipping it in the water and you're getting a new coat of water on the exterior. It's freezing and it's, it's growing essentially how you would be making candles. It can cause issues on the reel um, when you have wet line on the reel and you're traveling from place to place if you don't keep those inside of a case or in somewhere warm. We've got kind of two different scenarios here. You're fishing in a warm shack or you're fishing outside in the elements. Those are two really good considerations to think about when you are choosing line and reel combination. If you're outside in the elements, it's a lot more to consider. If you're inside in a nice warm shack or a hard side house, um, it's not that big of a factor. There, I would say fish what you're comfortable with, what you're most efficient with. Um, but getting back on line, uh, a braided line, I like suffix ice braid, not, not the 832, just straight up ice braid for walleyes. If we're talking walleye fishing, I'll run that in a six pound. Um, the suffix performance braid is another... It's, it's the same stuff, it's just a different color. You can get a longer spool, spool up two or, two or three reels, especially the ultralight ice reels, with that for about 12 bucks. Um, I, I don't see a need to go any heavier than six, maybe eight pound test on walleyes. Um, even up at Lake Winnipeg, I'll run eight pound test up there. It's, it's all based on your drag system. So in that scenario, you want a reel with a better drag. Um, a more expensive spinning reel, you're getting more ball bearings or better ball bearings, as well as um, better materials in the drag stack, which is going to be more consistent line pressure as that fish thumps its head as you're trying to get them up the hole or goes on those long runs. And it helps keep that hook pinned, um, keeping the fish from coming unbuttoned. Um, getting into heavier stuff like some of the steelhead fishing I do through the ice down here, we use spinning reels for that, but we use a larger size spinning reel that has higher line capacity and we're running like eight pound fluorocarbon for a main line because you want that stretch and that shock absorption because those fish go insane and they go on long powerful runs and when you get them by the hole it's a lot of head shakes and you need that combination of a softer tipped rod as well as line that has some forgiveness to add that flexibility and um, keep that fish from throwing the hook essentially so you can keep that pressure on. Deeper water, you're going to want to use braid. 
uh, and at least in my experience, it's zero stretch. You feel everything. You've got more power on your hook sets. You're generally, generally going to want to use a little bit lighter drag, though, on um, braided line because it has no stretch. So if you reef on a hook set, you may pop a knot if you have your drag cranked down or you could be bending hooks, especially if you're fishing smaller stuff. Um, getting into monofilament versus fluorocarbon, I, I generally reserve that for my inline reels and for panfish. Um, there have been a few times fishing, uh, well, steelhead too, I guess. I just went through that scenario, but that's kind of a unique setup. We're using automatic fishermen's or jaw jackers to um, essentially use it like a tip up and then it sets the hook and then you go over, pick the rod up and it's madness for about 20 minutes. But getting into nylon monofilament versus um, fluorocarbon versus some of the copolymers, like the P-line copolymers that are out there. There's different flavors of monofilament and there's different flavors of fluorocarbon as well as the copolymers. And they have to do with the stiffness. For an ice fishing application, especially if you're using them on a spinning reel, you're gonna to wanna to get a very soft monofilament. It's gonna reduce the amount of memory in the line and it's gonna reduce the amount of coiling that you have. Um, it's gonna allow that line to straighten out, especially at a greater depth. You're losing some abrasion resistance when you go to that softer line like that, but anything that is advertised as performs well on a spinning reel for open water is gonna perform well on a spinning reel ice fishing, in my opinion. Um, realistically, the only difference, I mean, there is some of the higher end ice fishing lines that are engineered for the cold and everything, but most, um, if you're looking at like your Berkeley trialing, it's just a smaller spool. That's really it. There's nothing different in, in that line from the open water to the ice fishing version of that line. But getting uh, further into that, the, the abrasion resistance thing is something to think about. If you're fishing, if you, if you like monofilament, say you're not a fan of braid, um, and you're fishing walleyes or larger fish where you're having some trouble getting them up the hole and that line's pinging around the hole as you're trying to get that fish to come up the hole, um, you may want a stiffer monofilament or a stiffer braid. And one thing that I would suggest doing is running a monofilament mainline, like a nylon monofilament, and then about a two to three foot fluorocarbon leader. That's one reason I do like fluorocarbon. It is more impact resistant and it's a lot more abrasion resistant than a nylon monofilament. And it lasts a lot longer because UV rays don't um, deteriorate the, the composition of the plastics. Well, the fluorocarbons, the carbons in it. <clears throat> so you can get three, four seasons out of a fluorocarbon line to where a nylon line generally you're replacing that every year. Um, and you're going to notice degre degre degradation of that line much sooner, especially if it's left out in heat or in sun. Um, cold doesn't affect them as much other than making them more stiff. I'm going many different directions here, Chris. Um, you might want to rein me in a little bit. Yeah, you answered uh, like my next five questions. <laughs> so, so well, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, yeah, back you up a little bit here. Just want to mm -hmm. make sure that we get this clarified. So, um, you know, the benefits of inline are you don't have the line twist yep. and you kind of alluded to it with, with what you said, you didn't spell it right out, but, um, the benefits of the spinning are just really going to come down to having that better drag system. Yep. Yep. Um, there's some inline reels out there that have really good drag systems. Uh, the 13 fishing free fall, for instance, has a really nice drag stack on it. It's consistent 
consistent drag pressure. You're not going to get the amount of drag pressure though that you can get out of a spinning reel, um, and you're not going to get the amount of drag pressure out of a spinning reel that you can get out of a bait casting reel. Um, so those are some things to consider. I mean, if you're going for the big predatory species, you may want to think at a, a higher end, larger spinning reel um, or even a bait casting setup. Uh, it's a little odd. You jig with the other hand with a bait caster than you would with a spinning reel. Um, at least, I mean, I, I fish right-handed is what I call it. So I, on a spinning reel, I reel with my left hand. The reel hangs down below. But on a bait caster, I reel with my right hand, and it's just the, the position the reels are in your hand. And this is the same thing for open water fishing. Generally, a left-handed bait caster, um, you would reel with your right hand. So yeah, and, and when you get to the inline reels, there's many different inline reels on the market. There's two-to-one gear ratios, there's three-to-one gear ratios, four, 3.5-to-one gear ratios. And that gear ratio is how many times you turn the handle, how much line gets picked up, or how many times the spool actually spins. One thing to consider with inline reels is the diameter of that inline reel, um, because especially the one-to-one -one gear ratios, like your Black Betty, um, original Black Betty, Fraybill's got a couple, Clam's got a couple, um, all the companies out there have very excellent products. But once you get into drag stacks, that's where things get set apart, and then also the material the reel is made out of. Um, different composites that are tested for cold weather you drop them they're not going to break and crack but um kind of forget where i was going with that one thing on and and you'll notice this on this original black betty and for those of you that are just listening online you're not going to be able to see this but i have a through the spokes of the reel you can see a bunch of green material in there that's not the line what i do with my one-to-one -one gear ratio inline reels is I fill that with foam. So this is like craft foam. I cut a strip and I wrap it around and tape it. So I increase the diameter of that actual hub or the spool itself. An increased diameter translates into more line pickup per revolution of the reel. So that's kind of a little tip out there. And I do that to my schoolie reels. I do that to all my one-to-one um, -one gear ratio reels. I don't do it on the ones that have a mechanical advantage because you're already picking up line at a pretty rapid rate with those. Yeah, kind of a secret of the pro you're giving us there. <laughs> so tell us about that. And, and you've mentioned 13, and I know you have a relationship with them, but when you're looking for reels, you know, does brand matter? What should people be looking at when they're looking at the different brands of reels that are out there? So 13, a few years ago, set out to make the best um, inline ice fishing reel on the market. And I think they accomplished that with the Freefall series. They've got the Freefall Ghost, um, the, what are they calling it, the Radioactive Pickle. They've got various co colors of them. They did a run of um, four runnings outdoors, a uh, sporting goods store that's black and red like this. These are made out of plastic or it's, it's a polymer. Um, so there's no metal in them. This is a good, good reel. Um, the, the original Black Betty Freefall has an aluminum spool on it. It's got a better drag stack. It's going to be more smooth. So it is a premium reel. And these run 110 to 120 bucks. It's not a, a cheap reel by any means, but it is, in my opinion, the best performing inline reel out there. And then last year we had two or three different companies copy this design. Um, but 13's always been extremely innovative. When you're looking at the other options out there, things that I would look for on an inline reel, if you're trying to mimic the performance of a spinning reel, you want something that has a free spool option. 
So when you, you either pull a lever, you hit a button, something to where it disengages the drag system on that spool, and the lure or the weight of the lure will actually pull the line out. It's a little um, more difficult to do with an inline reel because it is one giant spool and that spool is actually spinning. You can get a backlash much like you would on a bay casting reel. And that can be a real pain in the butt when it's cold out and your fingers are cold and you're trying to untangle knots and get back in the game. And if you've got ice crystals built up on that, it even complicates complicates the situation even more so if you're going to start out with an inline reel that free spools i would definitely suggest starting out inside of a warm shack where you're not dealing with the elements to get used to the functionality of that reel it is a little different i remember the first time i um, hooked a fish on one of these free falls because i'm used to pistol gripping and the, the lever to actually let the line out is right where your finger placement is i went to set the hook i pulled the the trigger released the spool and bird's nest first time using it the only time it's happened but it i learned pretty quickly you move your pinch the um, foregrip of the reel or the rod when you're when you're jigging so that it just basic reaction is you tense up on a hook set your your hand tenses up to grip the rod tighter um, as you go on to set the hook and if your fingers are by that trigger when you tense up you're going to pull that trigger there's other free spooling options where there's a button on the side of the reel very similar but one thing to do that i do with those as i'm letting the line out and this is especially if you're pistol gripping the rod which a lot of guys panfish and walleye as well generally you'll see them pistol gripping the rod but i'll take my pinky and i'll just kind of very lightly touch that spool as the line's coming out to kind of meter it spinning. Um, if you're using a heavier lure and you're bombing it to the bottom, it hits the bottom and you're not doing that, you're going to get a backlash, which again is kind of a pain in the butt um, to deal with out in the cold. The A lot of guys shy away from the one-to-one -one gear ratios where they do not free spool and you actually have to pull the line out by hand. Um, your old school guys definitely don't like them because it's it's, you know, an added step um i can i can drop line just as fast as any reel on the market with a with a schoolie reel and the trick there is you pull the line out and you raise your rod with the let me explain this for the people that can't see us um you grab the line by the end of the rod and you pull both arms away from each other and then you guide the rod tip down to the hole so you're the line is only going to fall as fast as the lure is falling through the water. And as long as you can keep feeding that line to that hole or the amount of tension that the lure is pulling down, you're not gaining any efficiency by going to something that'll free spool if you can get into a rhythm and let the line out. Um, I've fished these schoolie reels or the original Black Bettys in 40, 50 feet of water for perch out on Devil's Lake before and had zero issues with them just because I've fished them enough that I can get into that rhythm and get that line down there extremely fast. So that's that's one thing that turns people off about the one-to-one -one gear ratio reels. And then also there's no, I'll call it a slip drag. Um, there's a drag on them and it's just tension on that spool. So the tighter the drag is, the harder it is for you to reel the line in as well as pull the line out when you're dropping your lure down. But also, if a fish is pulling and you need to let them pull some line, you have to take your, your reel hand off the handle because if you're locked onto that handle, they can't back spool that reel. Um, so that's another thing to take into consideration. They all, they all take a little bit of getting used to. Um, spinning reels, I'm not going to talk so much on spinning reels they're kind of the staple or they have been 
for many years. The inline reels are sweeping at least the panfish scene um, in recent years. I, I'm not going to say by storm, but there are a lot, you see a lot more of them out there. Um, and then getting into bait casters, that's more for your guys that are chasing deep water lake trout is where I see that used the most or big, big pike late ice if you want to do it on a rod and reel as opposed to tip ups. Yeah, you know, I've been using the 13 inline reels for four or five years now. And so I'm not going to make you make you kind of compare brands, but mm -hmm. they have like a, a $30 inline reel and then they have, you know, $150, $200 inline reel. Yeah, yeah. You get what it. are the differences between the two there? And what are you getting for the money to go to the higher end reel? Absolutely. So they've, they've actually had three different versions and I'm, I'm leaving the trip the trick shot like exclusive release inlines out of there because that as far as functionality um you're you're paying for aesthetics and cosmetics on those reels if you really want to kind of bling out your reel so to speak they have special edition releases they have also um their trick shop where you can buy different components for that reel to customize the look the aesthetic appeal of that reel um some guys are into that um i'm personally not um i'm function before fashion um other other brands out there though so comparing the two what do you get for the the 30 or 40 dollar like the the black the original black betty or the free fall which would be the top of the line in their lineup the 40 dollar black betty is a one-to-one -one gear ratio no slip drag you have to pull the line out the end of the rod um it is an all-metal construction extremely durable and uh i fish those a lot tournament fishing as well um, just because the simplicity factor there, there's less moving parts, they're more reliable. Um, moving up the line, they've got the Black Betty 6061. So that, that reel, I don't have one here to show, but that reel is, um, it'll, it'll disengage the drag and free spool line out it's a little bit smaller diameter spool than what you see on the free fall but it's not as closed of a system so the line can actually kind of come off the spool and get wrapped around the axle on it it's still a pretty good reel i use that one one thing i do really like about that reel is it has um, a clicker on it so you can much like uh if you're catfishing and you set a clicker on a bait caster reel so it starts clicking as line comes out I'll use that rod dead sticking or that reel dead sticking a lot. Um, it's, it's a heavier reel cause it's all metal construction. It's aluminum construction. Um, and I think they run 80 or 90 bucks, but I don't know if they're that much anymore. Anyways, you can straddle it over a five gallon bucket or put it in a rod holder and it's got enough weight there to hold it. And then you can engage that clicker. And as a fish bites and starts to take line out, it's an audible alarm that you got to bite. And then there's, it's not putting tension on that fish so they can freely swim away with it allowing you to get over and disengage the clicker and set the hook well and then i guess getting up to that free fall what you're getting is you're getting an extremely good drag um you're getting um more uh, advanced materials in the reel the composites as well as the aluminum spool um and then the the free fall is a really unique reel because there's no button you push there's a lever you pull the lever the line goes out you let go of the lever the line stops coming out so there's no turning the reel to disengage the free fall aspect of that reel. You just pull the, pull the trigger, it drops your hook. When you stop pulling the trigger, it stops coming, stops the line coming out. Um, and I've found that very advantageous with fishing crappies to where you're kind of working them up, working them up, working them up, and they stall out. A lot of times what I would do um, 
in the past is I would, I would drop my rod tip and bomb that bait past that fish. So as you start jigging again and working it up, their crappies look up to feed. So their, their peripheral vision is, is, I don't know, I think of it like a 70 degree angle coming off the top of their head is where they're looking. And if you drop that out of their peripheral vision and you jig it back up, it kind of surprises them and you'll get about 50% of those fish that fade away from you you'll get them excited again and it seems like they're more aggressive that second time but with that free fall reel you can just kind of work them up especially if you're in a shack and you don't want to get the rod tip too close to the ceiling to set the hook you can utilize that free fall um reeling the line up as you're jigging and then just pull the trigger to bomb it past the fish again and then work it back up to them josh it was good talking to you is there anything that you wanted to bring up that i didn't ask you about tonight um, I guess connections, uh, I'm talking braided line setups for walleyes and I'll just cover that one real quick. Um, I guess my favorite, and I fished about everything that's out there and this is for both inside and outside fishing, um, run a six or an eight pound. And I, again, I like the Suffolk stuff, Suffolk's, um, performance braid or ice braid to a Spro number 10 power swivel. It's the smallest, most durable swivel that I've found out there. Um, it's, it's very small. It'll go through the guides on your rod, which I don't recommend if you have ceramic inserts on the guides because reeling that swivel up over time will actually damage that and then it can cut your line. But going to that Spro Power Swivel to a fluorocarbon leader, um, generally one size heavier than what your braid is. The reason I do that is for that added durability when you're fighting at the hole or if you get a pike, it's less likely for them to cut your line. And then down to whichever kind of snap that you want to use. Um, I, I prefer just your, your standard crankbait snaps. Very cool, Josh. I really appreciate you coming in. I like to uh, talk to you about things like this because you're super detail oriented. You really kind of get into the weeds and all this stuff. So I appreciate you sharing your knowledge and all the things that you've picked up over time with our audience. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Chris. This is always a good time. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.